Hello everyone, this is Donnie aka Elevated with Dota Alchemy and thank you for tuning in to the podcast and this is the new and improved podcast and I'm very excited to announce that we are calling it the Transform Your Game podcast and it's going to be more than just the Alchemy Answers episodes. We're going to start putting a bunch of our other content from videos into audio format so that you guys can enjoy it while you are on your way to work or school or while you're running or working out at the gym or wherever you may want to just listen to something talking about dota talking about gaming and not have to worry about what's going on in the video Hello friends, Jenkins Dota here. On behalf of DotaAlchemy.com, I'm going to be covering the 8 rules of winning. Before I get into it, I want to first cover the origin of these rules. These are some rules that I initially wrote down one night after inquiring with some very high MMR friends back in the days of Dota when MMR was just a number instead of ranks. I asked them, how do you gain MMR? What rules do you follow and why? I wanted to know what made these players different from me and I got some pretty valuable responses that night from people. Because each of these players did indeed have their own personal formula which they followed. Over the years I have personally employed the rules to the best of my ability and when they weren't working I removed some of them. When I felt something was missing from the rules I would add something. As a result, these rules are something that have been molded and tested over years of grinding matchmaking. When I personally manage to follow these rules to a T, I typically climb the ranks very very quickly. This is also a result that I've seen in some of my friends who also follow the rules to a T. So with that being said, what are the rules? Rule number one, use the mute feature. What is the most overpowered mechanic in Dota? One might argue that mana burn is pretty broken because you can't use spells. I heard somebody recently say that the new fear mechanic is really overpowered. But what's really the most broken mechanic in Dota? Muting people. Dota is an incredibly emotional game. Not that it necessarily excuses atrocious behavior, but it's just the nature of the game really. It takes a huge chunk of your day to play because games are so long, and it takes a huge chunk of your life because it's got a super high learning curve. If you want to be successful at Dota, you're going to need to be able to deal with people both getting emotional and you getting emotional yourself. I like to cover all of the forms of griefing, feeding, and raging under one single umbrella term, Dota Insanity. Because Dota is so strange, it drives a lot of people that would seem perfectly normal in real life to Dota Insanity. They go into this egregious state where all they can focus on is other people's mistakes, how the game is over, we lost, etc, etc. And as a result, if you say one single wrong word to them, they might intentionally throw the game on you. This, in turn, can drive other people to Dota Insanity, which in turn drives other people to Dota Insanity, and you can see where I'm going with this. Do not engage with them at all and get caught in this cycle. Just mute them. Moreover, if someone was studying you while you were getting flamed in-game, they'd probably notice that your eyes were moving down to the chat box a lot more frequently even if you weren't responding, your heart rate would definitely rise, and your play would get significantly worse. 
So if anybody says anything negative at all to you, don't even give them a chance to affect your play. Just use the mute feature. Rule number two, always try hard, even in games with intentional feeders. The Dota 2 matchmaker works in mysterious ways. Nobody really knows exactly how it works, but what's not mysterious is that matchmaking will naturally push you toward a 50% win rate. With that being said, your aim should not be to win 100% of your games or anywhere near that. The reality is that if somebody could do that, they would have already won the international multiple times. Even players like Arteezy and Sumail do not have anywhere near a 100% win rate across all of their pubs. What it's all about is aiming for a slightly above 50% win rate. For simplicity's sake, let's just say you should aim for a 51% win rate, because then, over time, your rank is obviously going to increase. But where does that extra 1% usually come from? That 1% typically comes from those games that seem unwinnable, where most people would just give up. So even if you have someone experiencing Dota insanity on your team, perhaps a courier feeder or somebody who's griefing you, it's absolutely in your best interest to keep trying, because if you win that, that's plus one victory that should have been a loss. That's one loss that you don't have to make up for and one free win. And statistically speaking, your next game will actually be easier because that's not going to be your weekly intentional feeder game, which you're statistically bound to get. So winning those games, even though it's rare, is extremely valuable. There are two main ways that I keep myself sane in games with feeders and griefers. The first way is that I try to view every game as practice at the very least. Even if it's a guaranteed loss, it's still practice in a game that's really, really hard to win, and there's genuine value in that. You don't get great practice from winning because Dota's pretty easy when you're ahead. The second way is that I try to have the perspective that the person who's feeding is probably experiencing a pretty awful time in their life, and they're taking it out on a game. I mean, who would do that if they're not just in a really bad mood in general? And you don't need to be upset or angry because you should just kind of feel sorry for these people because they're already experiencing so much negativity. If you can do both of these things well, then you'll be sitting at that juicy 51% win rate in no time. Rule number three, work out. Dota can be exhausting and rage-inducing. Even for the calmest of people, Dota can ruin their day. But if you work out, even if you are having a bad day, you'll still feel great, no matter if you're a scrawny bitch like me or a big sexy hunk like Banana Slam Jamma. As an excellent example, I follow a gentleman by the name of Terry Crews on YouTube, and he said something in one of his videos which really resonated with me. He said that if he doesn't work out in the morning, he doesn't have the energy to make it through a day. And by that, he didn't just mean physical energy, he means mental energy as well. Working out fuels him so much that he's become reliant on it at this point in his life. The guy has a net worth of over 20 million, he played in the NFL, he's extremely physically fit and healthy at the age of 50, and he's one of the biggest actors in the industry, and he shamelessly accredits all of it to being able to wake up every single day and get physically active in the gym. That's how much of a life hack it is. For Dota, working out builds confidence which provides you with mental stability within the game, and given how emotionally exhausting this game can be sometimes, having mental fortitude is an absolute must if you're looking to climb the ranks, and working out can provide you with that. For me personally, this one is extremely important because I can quickly lose my confidence in a game if I get flamed or if I make a, a few bad plays, I feel like I'm under a microscope. But if somebody flames me on a day that I worked out, I'm naturally feeling good about myself, so I genuinely don't give a fuck. I just can't give a fuck, plain and simple. 
There's a lot of real science behind this in terms of your brain chemistry, and I won't go into it too deeply, but working out basically introduces chemicals to your brain that will make you feel happy, confident, and productive. Even a few jumping jacks or push-ups here or there can genuinely give you a much better chance at increasing your rank significantly, because you'll feel great no matter what happens in the game. Working out is straight up overpowered. Rule number four, eliminate all distractions while playing ranked. This point goes back to that 51% win rate thing. Most players who play Dota do it with a lot of distractions. They check Skype, they listen to music, they alt tab, etc. So you can give yourself a significant edge over these players by paying a lot of attention to the current game that you're playing and nothing else. So you should close Skype, don't shift tab to check Steam messages, don't alt tab, turn off your second monitor, do whatever it takes to exclusively focus on the game at hand. If you lose one or two games a month due to forgetting where the enemy team is positioned on the map, that's 600 MMR that you did not gain in a year. That may not sound like a lot, but 600 MMR can get you from top 500 to top 10 in the region. That's the difference between a TI caliber player and somebody who just plays Dota casually but is very good at the game. That's an absurd loss of potential MMR. Rule number five. Play party or unranked queue when your current mind state is simply not great. In the end, Dota is still a game, and I understand that. Games do serve many different purposes in life. For some people, it's an escape from negative emotions or environments. For other people, it's a distraction. Uh, for some people, it's just that they have this urge that they need to satiate where it's like, oh, I gotta play a game of Dota tonight. But in any case, if you aren't absolutely sure that you want to play solo queue, and you want to take solo queue seriously, then it's probably not a great idea to queue for solo queue, and you should probably fulfill whatever your purpose is for gaming at that point in party queue, unranked, or turbo. These modes are absolutely amazing. Everybody's best mood to play Dota in is different. It's just a matter of playing a bunch of games and actively trying to figure out what your best mood is. As a rule of thumb, it's generally not a great idea for most people to play while tired, hungry, drunk, angry, or sad basically experiencing any sort of productivity impairing emotion you don't really want to play dota uh, in the very least you don't want to play solo queue for you it might be different it's just a matter of recognizing your own strengths and your own weaknesses so if you're tired from a long day of work it might feel fun to solo queue but god knows that you just won't play to the best of your ability so why even bother playing a mode that matters and losing points you should simply wait and play solo queue when you know that you're ready for it rule number six Use the 2020 rule. Going into autopilot mode in Dota is one of the easiest ways to tank a massive amount of losses in one night, so do everything in your power to avoid that. A lot of the time you don't realize that your body is doing something automatically, but it actually is. Breathing, swallowing, and blinking, these are all great examples of those functions. Your brain has been optimized to do things that you do repeatedly, very, very efficiently, with very little mental effort. Playing a game is absolutely no different your body will want to naturally go into autopilot mode and start repeating things, but you need to avoid that at all costs. This is because if anybody else is actively thinking about the game and you're in autopilot mode, they'll naturally have a huge edge over you because their reaction time and strategic decision-making ability will be far greater than yours just by virtue of your active consciousness being way better at assessing new situations than your subconsciousness. And Dota presents you with many new game-altering situations in a single game. Doing something the same repeatedly is not very effective. So, with that being said, if you catch yourself going into autopilot mode, kind of just sitting there playing like a zombie, playing to play, then you need to use the 2020 rule. 
The 2020 rule is a great way to snap your brain back into consciously thinking about your immediate environment. To do it, quickly take a step away from your computer, look at something that's 20 feet away, take 20 seconds and just breathe in through your nose, breathe out through your mouth. Focus on nothing but your breathing. This will return you to a mode of heightened cognition and also serves the dual purpose of calming you down if you're at all upset. Rule number seven, if you're on a two game loss streak, take a break. There's nobody on the face of the planet that can play a game of Dota for an hour just to have their carry Spectre destroy his items and run down mid without getting upset to the point of questioning their very existence in the fabric of reality. I think it's also very difficult to mentally reset after a game like that. So to keep things simple for myself, I made this rule really easy to follow because it's quite difficult to actually assess your own mental stability in a moment of anger, sadness, depression, and so forth. The rule is simple. If you lose two games in a row, no matter why, no matter when, take a break. Play another game, take a walk, do something that's not Dota related. Do something that's basically guaranteed to reset your mind. They say time heals all, and that's for a pretty good reason. It's because no matter who you are, you're going to get caught up on things. But it's also true that eventually enough time will pass that those things won't feel like they matter, and you can get back to business without thinking about them. That's what taking a break in Dota does for you. One final note about this rule is that it prevents you from being caught in a queue cycle with intentional feeders or players that you simply do not mesh with. It's kind of like going to a new table in poker rather than playing with the same crowd. Sometimes it'll give you much, much better odds. Rule number eight, understand that you're human and that you're going to make mistakes. When I made these rules over a year ago, I had this incorrect idea that I would follow them to a T and that I would never lose MMR again. I was absolutely mistaken. Since the inception of the rules, I've gained a significant amount of MMR, and I am genuinely very happy about that, but I've also had these days where I completely ignore all of the rules due to anger, depression, anxiety, or whatever negative emotions I was feeling at that time, and I tanked my rank to embarrassingly low numbers. What I came to realize over the last year is that no matter what, no matter what rules I make, I'm still human, and so are you. These rules are not possible to follow to a T, nor would I ever state that I don't break them every once in a while, but I can say that since acknowledging these rules and internalizing them, I've gotten much better at catching myself when I am making mistakes, and slowly but surely I've become incredibly consistent with my rank, and that's never been a thing for me before. If you think you have to be perfect, it's a lot easier to just say, fuck it, and give up. But if you try to adhere to the rules as kind of a standard, and give yourself some space to grow, it's much easier to make mistakes and to recover from them. So with that being said, it's important to try to follow the rules, but also give yourself some leeway to be human, man. Just make sure that you catch yourself when you fall, instead of just shattering into a million different pieces.